Welcome to the Bible Studies for Life Adult Podcast. This podcast is hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. Chris, today we are wrapping up a study on dealing with temptation. Wrapping up a study, but it's a lifelong struggle. And we we hope that as we've looked at this um, in our podcast and um, as we've gone through the study uh, with in our groups, uh, I hope that we've been able to um, help people uh, connect some dots to better understand uh, what happens uh, when we're tempted, how we're tempted, um, our response to temptation and sin. Uh, just hope that it's been beneficial to those who have listened. That sounds like a conclusion of a study. We can just sign this podcast off and uh, go to the next thing, Lynn. Okay. Well, we look forward to seeing everybody next week. <laughs> Chris, you had a good insight there that dealing with temptation is a lifelong struggle. And especially for those of us who are older adults, to, to realize there is validity in that statement. Now, granted, the temptations I deal with now are not the same I dealt with 10 years ago, 30 years ago, and also from a, a level of my maturity as a Christian, but temptation is still there. They just take different forms. I think that's accurate. And therefore, the principles to fight those remain the same. I think yeah. if we have weaknesses or tendencies um, in our lives that uh, we can struggle with the same types of temptations over a lifetime, but maybe they do take different forms, uh, but the response needs to be the sure. same. And I am tempted to jump right into this study, but we need to bring in our guest, first of all. Uh, Curtis Hans is joining us for this podcast. Curtis, thank you for being a part of our, our podcast. Glad to be here. Glad to be a part of it. Curtis, tell these fine folks uh, what you work with, with in um, Bible Studies for Life. Well, I uh, edit uh, commentary for the leader guide in the Bible Studies for Life uh, uh, series. And I also uh, work on another product called Masterwork that takes contemporary uh, authors' works and reduces them down and makes them into Bible study for uh, Sunday morning or, or other Bible study times. Uh, interesting work. Well, we appreciate your work. You you make our our jobs easier. Uh, we we have access to this great content and um, can use it in developing teaching plans and um, as a way to help leaders. So appreciate your work. Thank you. I enjoy doing it. So we're in this, as I said, we're in the sixth session of Dealing with Temptation, and we're going to be looking at the spiritual armor that we use uh, when we when we come up against temptation. So let's keep this thought before us as we look at Ephesians chapter 6, that God equips us to stand our ground against temptation. Let me read uh, Ephesians 6, beginning in verse 10. Paul wrote these words, Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. So one of the things that's interesting to me and a question I think that would be um, interesting for for you in your groups would be to ask the question of the people in your groups, what 
what do you know about spiritual warfare? Um, what have you been taught about spiritual warfare? This is a, a passage that we go to a lot when we're talking about that topic. Uh, but there's just a wide variety of explanations, thoughts uh, about this whole issue of spiritual warfare. So that might be a good conversation for our to occur in our groups. I think it's also important for our groups to recognize the the presence of spiritual warfare it's not just a thing over in you know deep dark africa or something like that and i think verse 12 is is the key verse here to this whole thing um unless we recognize the enemy will not see the need for the armor and unless we recognize the kind of battle we're in uh, none of the rest of it will make sense it, it'll just be a, a a theoretical study for should that time come somewhere. Back during World War II, uh, the Allies had uh, entire groups of soldiers whose responsibility was to transport and inflate uh, military equipment, uh, essentially balloons that were shaped like various kinds of military equipment. They would move in some place where they had no real armament, and uh, blow up these balloons or move to places where they had very limited armament and blow up these balloons and deceive the enemy into thinking that there was a stronger force there than there was. And as long as the enemy was paying attention to these inflatable uh, military equipment, they weren't preparing for where the actual engagement was, uh, was going to be taking place. As long as we look at the uh, racy pictures on the the internet or the person that has a different political view than us or the government or 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 the people living in in what we understand to be immoral or impure lifestyles as long as we're looking at these inflatable uh, points of attack these inflatable enemies we're not prepared to face the real enemy that we cannot see that's well said curtis that uh, Satan is the one who's our true enemy. Too often we make the wrong things. We're too busy fighting that and not spending time dealing with the one who's confronting us with temptation. So I think a lot of times in um, adults' lives, uh, especially Christians, uh, people are caught off guard. They're not prepared when temptation comes or when a spiritual battle takes place. And that's why it's important that we talk about these things in our Bible studies. It's, and what we need to remember as we look at this is we're not doing the strengthening. We're not strengthening ourselves. It is the Lord. It's God himself who does the strengthening. And, uh, and it was a moment of revelation, if I could call it that for, for me, when one time when I was reading Ephesians one and came, we were talking about the Holy spirit, the same spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power who lives in my life today. That I do not face Satan. I do not face these temptations alone, but I stand in him. And he's the one who equips me. He is the one who strengthens me. Let's go down to uh, verse 14. And let's consider the armor, that the particular things that... Uh, the equipment that, that God has given us. He says, stand firm, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness that for, for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. 
So I love the fact that one says, you know, in all likelihood, this is a prison letter. Paul is sitting across from uh, a Roman soldier who has these armor <laughs> on, or he sees this on a regular basis. So th these were uh, descriptions that would have been familiar to his readers, but he, he saw those and experienced those personally in his life. And everything that he is, uh, this, the description of this armor, it's designed, you're, you're, you're facing the enemy. In other words, you're not running away. There's nothing to protect your backside. In other words, you don't run, you stand your ground. The personal study guide makes a, an interesting observation that we're not called to defeat the enemy because Jesus has already done that. We're, we're just called to stand firm uh, in the presence of the enemy, the present, presence of the temptation. We don't need to, to uh, feel like the job lies on us to defeat Satan. He's already been defeated. We just have to stand firm. Hmm. Well, well said, because you go back to verse 13, where it says that so we be able to resist in the evil day and after prepared everything to stay, to take your stand. So truth and righteousness are the, fir are, are the first parts of the, the armor that are discussed. And um, we need to be reminded that God's truth um, and, and the righteousness of God uh, are vital elements in spiritual warfare um, that we need to to use these to protect our hearts uh to to know the truth to know our enemy and uh the uh I'm, i am so glad that uh as inspired by the holy spirit paul led with truth and righteousness and described righteousness as that that armor that protects our heart. Yes, and and the and the belt is what kind of holds everything together, which for our lives has got to be the truth, God's word, that that truth that He has revealed to us, and the breastplate of righteousness. Chris is, is it's it's not my righteousness because I have no righteousness of my own. As Isaiah sixty four says, my righteousness, our righteous acts are like filthy rags, but we have been made righteous in Christ. His, it is his righteousness that I'm standing in and protecting my heart. Leader Guide Commentary makes the, the point that the, the shield here is the, the large Roman shield, that there are, are two different sizes, one that's uh, used for close-up uh, battle, but a, a larger shield that's uh, essentially full size that resembles a door. Uh, that's the, the kind of shield that Paul's referring to when he talks about the shield of faith, one that that uh, protects us in a in a more holistic way, not just uh, a limited type of protection, but also the kind of protection that, as we gather with brothers and sisters in Christ, strengthens our protection, just like the Roman soldiers would bring their shields together side by side and just form a a wall. Uh, we we find our uh, protection increased when we uh, share our faith with one another, when we gather that faith together in the shield of faith. So I don't stand, I don't ever stand alone. Of course, Christ is with me. His spirit is in me, equipping me. But again, because we are a body together, we stand stronger when we stand together. That That makes perfect sense. So we should know this, and, th and those of you who are involved in uh, Bible studies for life and involved in groups um, understand that 
that we're doing life together. I think throughout this study, we've been reminded that what you just said, Lynn, we don't do this alone. We have, we have God's help. We have Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit. We have brothers and sisters who go into battle with us. And uh, we do ourselves more harm in spiritual warfare when we isolate, when we try to do it on our own. Uh, as opposed to taking advantage of others who will stand with us, like you said, Curtis, and create this wall, this defense uh, when when warfare and temptation is taking place. We not only do harm to ourselves when we isolate ourselves, but we take away protection from other believers as well. Mm, very true. I am responsible for, for their well-being as well. Now, since we are Bible studies for life and uh, the life application, the life connection, right now, this is a great study. It's it's a great visual, the imagery. But how do we practically put on the uh, take up this full armor of God? I think part of it is it, it's a lifestyle. You don't wait until you're in some sort of, of uh, difficult situation to value the belt of truth. Uh, you're building that into your life day in and day out, week in and week out, or you're saying it's not very important at all. I'll just pick up a little bit on Sunday morning uh, if I happen to be there. Uh, it's a lifestyle issue as we as we learn the truth, as we recognize the righteousness of Christ, as we recognize our need for him uh, just on an ongoing kind of basis. It becomes a uh, an ongoing process, not a uh, we'll get ready when the time comes. I was involved in, with a Bible study that uh, Tony Evans produced for us several years ago, and uh, he described the armor of God as that there are parts of the armor that are like what a uh, in sports a a player puts on the uniform and puts on his equipment, um, and it, you. You do that all the time. Um, but then in baseball, uh, there's time where you pick up the bat or you pick up the glove. So you don't have it all the time, necessarily not using that all the time, but you you pick it up uh, as the need arises. So there are elements that you always uh, have on and there's elements that you pick up uh, depending upon uh, the circumstance. I just thought that was an e a neat analogy. Well, as we consider the, the practicalities, what does it look like to put on the full armor of God? Let's go on and let's look at verse 17 and verse 18. Take, up the, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. So there are two elements that he's got here that he's mentioned, which is scripture, the, the, the word of God as the sword and the helmet of salvation and prayer. One of the questions that we ask um, around the word of God and prayer is what what makes the word of God and prayer effective weapons when dealing with temptations? And uh, it's a strong reminder that uh, we're always to be in an attitude of prayer. Uh, it's It's important to to know God's word, uh, to be able to use it like Jesus did uh, when he was tempted. Uh, so the the word and prayer can be those those uh, tools to help us uh, in in spiritual warfare. 
And the word itself identifies in Hebrew as being sharper than a two-edged sword. Uh, so it's not simply a, a sword. Uh, it's a, a two-edged sword that that divides the 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 finest parts which is why i'm a big proponent on memorizing scripture uh i think this is a spiritual discipline for me that's uh that i I believe very much in you know when i'm out there when a temptation hits me or i've circumstances are such that i'm getting frustrated i'm going to say you're you're thinking do something i don't want to I don't have time to necessarily pull out my Bible and say, okay, now where's that verse about this? But verses come to my mind that I've already learned. So that's why I have found it beneficial for my own sake to memorize Scripture. And the ability to call on the Lord and ask for help um, in time of need uh, is is what happens in prayer. And, and that is always available to us uh, as we're in the battle. Right. He says to pray this way at all times. Chris made uh, reference earlier to, to, to football, to, to baseball, athletics. And part of the success of, of uh, good athletes is the muscle memory, doing the same thing over and over and over. Uh, there's also a, the, the same concept of spiritual muscle memory as we exercise those truths of those scriptures that we've memorized, doing them over and over and over. So we don't have to think about them when we get in that situation. Well said, God does equip us to stand our ground against temptation. I hope as you wrap up this Bible study with those in your group uh, that you're surrounded by, I hope this is a great wrap up for you as y'all have looked at all these aspects of what it takes to deal with temptation. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our uh, podcast today. And and again, just like Lynn said, this is a fitting conclusion to this study on how to deal with temptation. And we hope this has been helpful to you, to you personally in your, uh, in your spiritual walk with the Lord. And as you have, as you come into uh, spiritual warfare, as you experience temptation, that the things we've talked about over the past several weeks will, will help you and We'll, that you'll be able to use some of the things we talked about. Um, we also hope, hope that it's helped you as a group uh, to process what this means and how you can uh, work better together to uh, to deal with the temptations that will come our way. Uh, I think there is strength in groups. And again, there's benefit to knowing that we have somebody uh, who is who is walking beside us, who will, uh, who will be... Uh, at our right and our left in our time of need. And we need to encourage the gr- our group members to reach out to each other when they're struggling uh, to uh, find strength uh, in numbers, if you will. And that happens best when, when the leader is willing to do that. Uh, so your role as a leader is key. Your class won't, won't be willing to open up themselves if you're not willing to open up yourself, they won't be willing to say, I need help in this area. If you're not willing to be able to say, I need help in this area, I need someone to stand with me right now. Good word, Curtis. And Curtis, thanks for being a part of our podcast today. Glad to do it. Glad to be a part. And for all of you who are listening, thank you for taking the time to to be a part of this podcast. And we do hope you have a great Bible study this week. All right, where's the...